Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Garrett Ching. I hope I said that right. Um, this episode we talk about his tournament fishing. He's Bobby Martinez's partner, Calico SBS Fishing. And also I had him on because he surf fished for a long time. And this was pre, I think it was pre-fishing network possibly. I'm not sure. But it was 2004 or three. So uh, we talk about. A guy he knows, Sinjin, that uh, kind of helped with the Lucky Craft, pre-Lucky Craft. So we talk a lot about that, uh, funny stories, talk about Cholos named Bobby Martinez. Um, and yeah, it was a fun time. I also have a bonus one coming up. It's the first of the roundtable. Now, the roundtable episodes are more of just a hangout, so don't expect some kind of information out of it or anything like that. It's pretty much us shooting the shit. You'll hear a lot of fishing stuff probably complaints shit talking but it's just a fun thing and i want to do more of them i'm going to try to close uh decker and see if i could do one with decker squig and um fred clinshaw and do it more about punk so hopefully if you listen to this decker give me a call man <laughs> i've called him a couple times but we'll see hopefully we get that one going we'll do a spotty one also uh maybe do a calico one a bass one maybe we can get three bass guys that are, are, are would be down to do it uh, maybe Purcell or, you know, if Manny's down this way again and maybe get three of them and kind of do a round table, try to do a and a We'll see. I have no clue, but, um, I'm getting back on the YouTube. Check that out. I put up Hopper's episode. There's some pictures on there too. Uh, Eric Benton Hopper. And then I will put up Kelly Popo's episode this week. And this one I'm, I'm trying to catch up. It's a lot of work. I've been working on the salon for my wife. So thanks again for listening. Please give us five star review if you can on iTunes and that's it. Hope you guys like it. Today we have uh, Garrett Chin, right? Ching? Garrett Ching. Ching. Okay. You know, I you know my name. <laughs> I I don't know why my mom named me that name. It doesn't have much of a flow. Yeah. It's like it's like going to a stop sign. You have to wait three seconds. That's your real name is Garrett. Garrett. Not like whack where he has like a different no. Okay. Garrett. Yeah, because I'm like, that's cool. You're, you, were you born here, born here too or not? Yep. I was yeah. born in Pasadena. Your mom um, was born here or not? Uh, my mom was an immigrant. Uh, she came here in uh, 76 wow. with my grandparents. And uh, she pretty much uh, raised my brother and I by herself. That's crazy. Yep. And it's crazy that, what's your brother's name? Anthony, right? Anthony. You guys got white names. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but his name has more of a, more flow than my name. It's yeah. Anthony Ching. Yeah. My name is Garrett Paul Ching. So they, it's easy to fuck the last name up. Yeah, because right? I, I normally it I don't I don't pronounce my name as 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 fast as I should. Uh, uh, you know, I I always I always say Garrett Ching, so I don't I don't pronounce a T. So uh, people think my name is Garrett Gareth. Gareth uh, is Gary, an easy one. Yeah. You know, G Dog. Yeah, yeah G Dog. <laughs> I get I get that sometimes. You know. Um. So we know Garrett from uh, Calico Fishing. He's he's Bobby's teammate. Um, what is really interesting to me is everyone knows that I was a big surf fisherman. That's what I did for the last ten years ago when I started. You know, um, you could move that up. Yeah, go ahead. There you go. Is it dropping on you? Yeah. I don't even know what I'll do. How much? That's good. All right. 
think we're ready. Um, fucking headphones. So the thing that uh, Garrett, I didn't know about him. Uh, Bobby told me we were talking about surf fishing, and uh, you were a big surf fisherman before you're a calico guy, kind of right. Um, yeah, I actually, uh, I, well, I mean, ultimately, when I first got into fishing, I, my first time on a fishing boat, uh, first time, first time fishing was actually on a fishing boat. Okay. That's what hooked me. Like a party boat. Party right? boat. Yeah. Okay. My buddy invited me out, um, on a three quarter day and we used to work together at a park and, uh, I remember catching a uh, sand bass, a caligal bass and a, and a barracuda from that day on, I was instantly How hooked. old were you then? 18 i okay. think i was just barely getting out of high school starting college and that was 2090 uh, how old are you 2000 2001 so you're what 30 i'm 30 uh turning 36 in oh, next week i thought you were like 40 you're so no. oh you're so you know well so, uh, put together so asian yeah <laughs> i got the asian genes <laughs> hey, you're so proper my man <laughs> um so yeah, so 2001, you're, you got hard into fishing. Right. And then the boat thing uh, after that, was it surf fishing for you? Um, well, I, I mean, ultimately, I, I like I said, I, I wanted to fish on the sport boats. That was, that was my passion. Yes. But as a starving college student, I couldn't afford to be on sport boats all the time. So I had to look at other avenues of fishing. You know, I would fish on, uh, I would fish on the surf. I will fish on the pier, fish in my local lakes just to kind of get my Jones out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and throughout the times I was still fishing on sport boats, but over time I got better fishing on sport boats and I would, you know, win some jackpots, um, and up being friends with these captains and deckhands and, and, um, eventually, you know, became a deadhead on a couple of these sport boats. What was your boat that you fished all the time? I fished a lot on the Southern Cal okay. and uh, Freedom. Okay. And, uh, bef- that's down South. I was more of a Long Beach guy back then. Oh, were you? Um, okay. but I would... Pretty often go up to um, Redondo Sport Fishing, fish out of Spitfire because okay. they ran out to the islands all the time. That's how I met Bobby. That's what I say. That's what Bobby said. He always fished at Spitfire. Yeah, that's how. I so met you Bobby. know the captain from the Spitfire too? Yeah, Craig, okay. Craig and Jeff back okay. then, fishy dudes, great captains. So um, I couldn't afford fishing on sport boats, mm-hmm. so I would fish on the surf. Um, I would. You know, that's how I get my Jones out in the morning. I'll f- go out to surf like a few hours a day and. Um, you know, um, fish um, anywhere. I fish Santa Monica, Malibu, all the way down to Long Beach, San Diego even. Yeah. Depending on what I'm trying to go for. So uh, did you just pick that up? You're like, fuck it, I'm going to try it. Were you going for perch in the beginning or did you kind of like I just picked up a I plan? Like, uh, you know, I see people catching bard surf perch um, and some corbina. I was like, you know, let me try that. Then I realized you can catch halibut on the surf. <laughs> that changed like, the game, right? Whoa, you know, I, I didn't realize you can do that. And... Um, and, 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 you know, I would, when I first started halibut fishing, I, I had no idea what bait to use, you know, and, and I would just throw crocodiles, swim baits, crocodiles, you know, the norm back then. And until I would fish a little more and I would run into this guy named Sinjin. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if you guys heard of him, but, um, I, I think he's the guy that kind of put the Flash Minnow Lucky Craft 110 on the map. Which is a fishing. cool story. That's kind of like... I'm excited to hear this part because when I started, Lucky Craft just kind of came. It was probably 2007 or eight. Lucky Craft kind of was getting pretty popular. Where dudes were, a couple years prior, were using crocodiles and painting them. And yep. the dudes that I I looked at was was Fishing Network. So it was Wingnut, um, uh, J Kim, John Kim, John Kim. Yep. He painted all the all the luck. They gave him his own perch color. Uh, it was uh, SP Dan. He's another guy, and I'd run. I would. I didn't know him, but I'd run into him because I'd always be fishing the same beaches they were. But um, so when you met that dude Sinjin, did he kind of give you a heads up, like on, hey, this is how we kind of fish for halibut, or did he like? Um. Well, I mean, wing. Uh, this this was before Wingnut and and uh, John Kim. Mm-hmm. Um. Before I think it was this was like 2004. I think. Wow. That's when we were fishing on the surf a lot. Um, back then, back then there weren't too many guys fishing the surf. Uh, it was consistently four or five guys that I've seen day in, day out. Wow. So we had the whole beach to ourselves. I bet you're catching a lot of hell of it. Oh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we caught our fair share. Yeah. More than we should have kept, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what were you using then? I mean, because 
Uh, there wasn't really specialized gear for light tackle surf fishing at that time, right? Mm-hmm. So what were you using? Um, I was using a roll rods. Um, Sinjin introduced me to roll rods. They were a, uh, a Washington uh, company. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the cousin of um, uh, Gary Loomis. Oh, wow. I think it was Bobby Loomis. Wow. So he made some really nice surf rods. Um, they, matter of fact, they, 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 are, they were actually a fly fishing company. Okay. Fly rod company. And uh, very high modulus, very sensitive. Uh, I ended up picking up a couple of those rods, and we, we did really well on the surf with them. So to this day, I still fish uh, uh, some of the rogue rods. Really? They, they no long, they're no longer around, available yeah. around, but they make some quality stuff. If you can find a couple of these rogue rods, you know, high modulus stuff, really good. Um. So did you, uh, you started fishing the Lucky Craft when Sinjin showed it to you? Right, right. So uh, I was fishing uh, mainly uh, crocodiles. I was fishing scroungers on fluke. Uh, I mean, that's, I, I always fished a fluke. In um, the surf? Yeah. Scrounger. Scrounger head. Really? Yep. I've never heard anyone do that. A light, a quarter ounce, because you want to keep that thing off the, off the, off the sand. Yeah. You got it like very, very slow, uh-huh. slow wind. Um, fish a scrounger. I fished a lot of big hammers. Um, I would even fish live bait. I'll really? make my own bait, uh, bring a live well, uh, bring a little, a five gallon bucket yeah. and put a little, uh, drop aerator in there. <laughs> no, we just fish on a fish on a little hook. Really? A size, uh, size four mosquito hook, size six mosquito Fun, hook. Huh? If you can get them, but you have to, you have to let the halibut eat the bait because they like to play with the bait. Mm-hmm. And I, and I realized that's so much work. I, mean, I want to be able to cover ground. I can't cover ground with a bucket. Yeah. You know, yeah. I look like a bucket brigade, you know, <laughs> walking down the sand. <laughs> so I would fish, um, I would fish on the same beach and I run into Sinjin and, uh, you know, instantly he was like, oh yeah, if you, uh, next time you come out, just give me a call. You know, he was really cool, very cordial and, um, you know, went up being, becoming good friends and, you know, he was like, you know, he's tried his bait. It's called a uh, Lucky Craft Flashman on 110. I was like, man, never heard of this thing. Looks like a Rapala. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how much is this thing? Oh, I was like, 25 bucks. I was like, 25 bucks. Fuck, dude, right? <laughs> 25 bucks. This was back then in 2004. You know, 20, that's a lot of money. I was, I was a college student. I was like, yeah. damn, I can't, I can't, I can't afford this. Mm-hmm. This is some expensive shit. So, um, you know, I ended up, I ended up picking a couple, um, and I, I fished it with him and instantly within like, like the second, third cast, I cooked up to a 24 inch. I was like, okay, I need to get some of these things. Did he help design that surf? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But he was the first on board, like yep. to kind of start using it. Yep. I. That's what. That's according to me. I think. I think so. Before that, you really never heard of Lucky Craft, and back then it was only two, three shops that carried them. It was Fishing Twenty Five. It was like a at a, a, a shop in Koreatown. Okay. Uh, a couple of shops. I want to say. And they were carrying the Surf Edition Lucky Crafts. There wasn't a surf edition. So this was just was a Lucky Craft a, Lucky Craft 110 salt water. Not even a salt water. Just no, called, it was just... It a, was a red label package. Yes. Like a fresh, fresh Those are the ones you're, they tell you not to buy. Do you remember when the salt water version came out? Oh, or that was, that was years, that was years okay. after. Wow. Yeah. So he kind of just said, hey, this has got to work for a hell of a bit. And no yep. one was probably thinking... Even when I started, dudes would be like, you throw a fucking jerk bait for halibut? I'm like, yeah, dude. And I mean, I'm sure guys didn't even think of that then either, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. So did you start buying a shitload of them after that and just... Man, they got so expensive. I mean, we we tried... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, we, we tried all kinds of things to kind of preserve the bait. You know, we we, <laughs> we would paint it ourselves, make red gill marks on yeah. them. You know, we would get bit so much that it becomes clear. Yeah. You know, so we would get a fresh bait. We're like, you know, how do we preserve this? Because we can't find these. These, we, we're, you know, you lose them, that's it. You maybe have two or three... You can't find them you yeah. know, until the next batch, the next shipment comes in, which is, can yeah. be months down the road. And this was no Amazon, none of this shit. No, yeah. no, no. That stuff, you can't find that stuff online. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything was at a store. Yeah. You got to know where to go. It's like finding an axe plate like four years back. Well, it's now, impossible so to Now get. you can find them everywhere. Saison right. has them. Right, right, right. So <laughs> it was one of the download baits. Yeah. <laughs> the download baits, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were, you know, we were, um, we were playing with epoxies. You know, we were using five-minute epoxies, which, by the way, don't use the five-minute epoxies. They, they turn yellow after a while. Um, I, I wasted a few baits doing that. Yeah. And um, so we end up, uh, I believe that brand was like Envirotext. I heard of that, yeah. Envirotext Lite and, yes. and Deviron or something like that. Yeah. There are two different brands that work for us. Um, we, we play with all kinds of stuff, change our hooks and, and split rings and um, put snap swivels and things like that. And 
eventually we dialed it in to a point where, you know what, this color, uh, this, this location is going to work. Certain spots, they like certain colors. Yeah. So, so you did your math on the whole halibut thing. You like, that was your shit for a minute. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I was still fishing on the support boats a lot. Yeah. But I mean, you, you had it kind of down where, um, and you also said your favorite bait to fluke. Yeah. Drop shotting yeah. a fluke over, over a lucky craft. That's, I would personally, if I had two rods to fish, it was, it's always a lucky craft 110 and a fluke on the surf, a drop shot. Wow. And, um, just a zoom fluke, the, the white one, zoom fluke, uh, bass assassin. Okay. If you can find those things, those things are killer. Yeah. And I would fish them in salt water, like uh, fish for bass and stuff on, on a little tiny lead head. Yeah. Over the kelp, you know, at the, at the, um, at the break wall, I would get them, you know, get a lot of fish on them. That's how I got the name Miyagi Flukester. You know? <laughs> oh, cause all you would use is a fluke all yeah, the time. I, w- I would like to use it. I, I love using a fluke. I'm, I'm like Jimmy Decker, you know, like yeah. love using that fluke, but you know, this was before gulp. Yeah. Know? Did you, uh, what size line were you using then on the Lucky Craft? Lucky Craft, I didn't want to lose fish, so I was tying straight braid. So I, that's what I did too. I was using 50 straight. I, no, I was using about, uh, for you, you're just spinning around 30, though, right? no, casting. You were, you, oh, really? I was using Daiwa, Daiwa Advantage, um, and some Shimano's, but I like, I think the Daiwa casted better. Um, back okay. then, the Daiwa, you really have to service those Daiwas because yeah. the bearings will go out and fishing on assault. Yes. Um, but um, but they they cast better yeah than the Shimano's, wow. So yeah, I was when I started, it was all Calcutta's. Everyone was using the Calcutta, uh, like the one fifties and the two hundreds, yeah. yeah. And that's what I had when I surf fishes. I used actually the Abus first, the C forty six hundreds, and I love those because you could take them apart and clean them easy, right? And they're like a hundred bucks. You know what? I, I I like fishing round reels, but um, not for the surf because I need to get the distance. And I've, I noticed that the low-profile reels, yes. they cast better because of the the weight of the spool is, is, is lighter. Yes. So that's the reason why I would fish freshwater, low-profile uh, um, gear over over like a round bait cast. Were you looking at structure then too when you were surf fishing? Did you get into that where you're looking at, you know, the way the water is, the eddies, like yep. stuff like that? Absolutely. You have to. Um, Long Beach back then. Um, they, they did a lot of bulldozing for some reason. I'm not sure if it's like that right now, but they're constantly bulldozing. This is off of 72nd street. All the way, to, all the way from cherry, to, cherry, all the way to 72nd, like that whole they entire all, stretch. Even when I did, they'd always move that right okay. there too. Yeah. They're always shuffling sand around. Yeah. So, um, I think because of that, the, the whole entire, um, the, the beach changes pretty often. So you almost have to go there. We, I go there during low tide and I would spot certain, like I realize, okay, there's a trough here. This is going to create a Yeti here. So I would kind of pick out certain spots and, and, and situate myself and position myself. Like I'd line up, line up the house and, and, and this little trash can and yeah. kind of figure out where to cast next time I come out during high tide. Yeah. So you're just taking notes. Yep. Did you learn that by yourself or did uh, Sinjin kind of told you? I kind of figured that out. Really? Uh, because I, I noticed that you would catch, you would only catch halibuts on under, over a certain trough, a uh, certain layout on the beach. Yeah. And, um, we put one and one together. I would talk to him as well. You know, we would, we would kind of make our plan before we, we go out fishing. I mean, it's surf fishing, but everyone thinks, oh, you just go out and have fun. But we actually, we were pretty tactical about fishing yeah. for, for halibut. Yeah. And it became, it became fun. Like we were, we would get them. I and mean, back then we would see legal halibuts jump out the water. Dude, not every morning. I mean, I mean, you may not catch all those legal halibuts, but you know, it's un, it's not unheard of to catch two, three legals in a day. Are you keeping them? Oh Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i kept my, yeah. my my first one i didn't keep my second one i did i think it was 20 28 that's think, a good fish yeah anything over 25 it was on father's fish. day dude and i remember i've said this story before you met roxanne so i come yeah. home i'm fucking banging on the door she's runs up like something's wrong i've been waiting for this fucking fish forever i fucking got it i'm screaming had the YouTube shit. I didn't know how to fillet a fucking halibut, which is I think is the easiest fish to fillet out it of is. all of them. It is because I feel like you could just follow that bone, you know, and uh, easier than rockfish. I fucking hate filleting rockfish, but I mean, just catching that legal, like working so hard so long. But then I changed when I surfished. I went to Calico because mm-hmm. I found a beach that I love, and it was boilers, kind of like PV. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I figured out, wow, you catch fucking calico here. Then I started spending 
dude, I I probably spent thousands of dollars in Lucky Crafts because you lose them on the boilers. Like it's you have to pay to play, dude. Yeah. And I did you fish a lot of boiler beaches ever or no? I fish at Malaga Cove a lot. Okay. You ever you know where Malaga yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, no one really fished there. Calico, it was, were you catching calicos from yep. the... Oh, man, that must have been great. I was using man. the... I remember that color that worked really well up there was a Nishiki color. Mm-hmm. It was, it's pretty much like a clown color. Yeah. Uh, not clown. It's uh, is it, It's like a, a chartreuse back with a little bit of uh, red head. Okay. It, it, that color worked really well. How big of calicos were you getting out of there? Three, fours, you know? That's Nothing nice. huge, so but fun. it was good calico fishing. Yeah, yeah. And consistent. You know, I hooked up to a black sea bass I lost a Lucky Craft on. Oh. <sighs> Um, Did you get white sea bass ever? No, not out there. Really? Have yeah. you gotten one from the surf? Um, probably. I think it's a Corvina. Okay. Not not a not down a, San Diego. Or uh, up here? Did you up, get a Corvina? No, it was at Twenty Second Street. Really? There's a lot of Corvinas there. Fuck, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You just gave it away. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever catch a striper? No. No, that I'm, was one I always wanted to catch, and I never did. For the I surf. didn't know they were available in the surf until later on. I, every once in a while, you hear a guy catching a striper off the surf. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's a, that's a random catch, you know? Yeah. And um, when I was surf fishing, this random guy caught a uh, this guy caught a random salmon. I heard that. I, I heard that out of the Santa Ana River. This was a long time ago. I heard out of the Santa Ana River because you did you fish down there. It was seventy second. Was it? I know that was, that oh, was the drain from then too. I, right? I, mean, I don't know. It's weird. I, I, did you see it? I didn't see it, but I you just heard. Uh, yeah, I heard that some guy caught a salmon. I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> Which is, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Yeah. They they run somehow. It could have came down here. Who knows? Right. But the striper thing was like, man, I've I wanted to get one of those, and I lost a big white sea bass before those on, on the surf. Yeah, <sighs> those things are hard to stop on the surf, dude. I had the thing the. My reel was fucked up, and then my drag was shitty. And I was on the C5600, I think. And it was just pulling, pulling, and I got it right to here, and then it broke. You know, hooking up a fish on a surf is not hard. It's landing the fish. That's the hardest part. if you're in boi- with boilers. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, I put a video up a while ago, and I would stand on top of them. But, dude, I lost so many fish to rocks. And there's nothing you could do. I mean, you're going to get pulled right into those fucking rocks you, you really have to time it um you, you have to really watch the surf and, and and you know watch the next surge come up you have to time the surge mm-hmm. that you don't pull too hard initially yep. or else you're going to end up playing with that fish in you know six inches of water and yes. you know that's not then you're going to pop it off and watch it leave yeah <laughs> so a lot of you know lost a lot of halibut fishing on, on jetties like that yeah that's how i learned like hey you, you cannot horse in a fish even though you're fishing straight spectra yes you cannot horse in a fish yeah you know you got to let it do let let the fish do its own thing time it right get ready you gotta you know don't don't blink you just gotta boom yeah. bounce it on yeah did you did you get into fishing network was it around then or no back then um i was on fishing network um there were only f- three maybe four uh main websites uh, uh up that that were uh, fishing related it was um bloody decks they were always you know big game stuff you know, they weren't really surf fishing, yeah. for surf fishing, not, not much surf fishing information on there. Yeah. Um, their fishing network, all coast, um, and, uh, and hookup sport fishing. Okay. They eventually tanked yeah. after a few years. I think there was some drama. Uh-huh. Uh, they tanked, but, uh, fishing network and hookup sport fishing were the two main sites for surf fishing. Um, and then SC sport fishing came on. I, I've followed that too. Yep. Yeah. This was, this was like. Uh, I want to say two thousand and six, five or six. Wow, yeah, maybe, maybe four. I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm very blurry with my years. Yeah, because that's when I I remember when I started. That was the first thing Fishing Network. I found out about it two thousand nine. So I mean, it was a couple of years later. But that was a there was so much shit you could find out in there. Looking back on, you know, how you could find out. Oh, what is he using? Like catching a perch. Big perch. They kind of gave you cool rigs. It was a, co- a cool site, but so you knew the guys like, when they started that. You knew who they yeah. were, yeah. Yeah. Did you fish with them? Oh, a lot of guys. Really? A lot of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we did videos and stuff that I, I've never seen. They they, uh-huh. they filmed videos and I, and that's I, all the saltwater uh, SWAT guys, right? I actually never. I don't know who who was a part of that SWAT team, uh, the fifty seven team, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, um, it, they were fairly new. Um, I, I just kind of did my own thing. Um, by the time they became popular, I, I kind of faded away from surf fishing. I fished a lot of sport boats and and got into kayak fishing. Oh, you did kayak for a long yep. time too, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, would you launch out of uh, Cabrillo all the time? Everywhere. Really? Everywhere. Wow. I, you know, it's, it's a natural progression. You know, I, I, I wanted to be out at sea. So I wanted, to be, I wanted to be a little further out each time. So I would get a kayak, and that's uh, and, and Joe and I, we would, Joe Shagner and I, yeah. we would get a... That was your a, old partner, right? Yeah, old fishing okay. partner, yeah. tournament partner. Yeah. Um, we, we actually met him because of Sinjin. Did he surfish too, Joe? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He wow. Was, he was one of the original guys that surfished. Really? Joe yeah. was? Mm-hmm. Wow. So he's doing the same thing you were at same the same thing. time? Yeah, we progressed the same time. Wow. That's um, cool, he was. Man. He never fished the uh, salt, salt before. This like Fishing on the surf was as that's as, as salty as it, it gets for yeah as it got for him yeah you know i brought him onto fishing sport boats and how to catch calicos and stuff like that so uh, we ended up fishing tournaments together kayak uh did you do kayak, kayak? T- no we didn't do too many kayak tournaments uh-huh um we did just mainly like bass fishing tournaments oh yeah afterwards after we yeah. got our own boat yeah and after we got a kayak we fished a few years we're like you know what did you guys I ever go yard, did you yard sale ever yard sale you know, that's not what it's called when you flip the kayak and all your shit goes oh, all the man, beach. I got a story for you. <laughs> um, I, him, he and I, we, we didn't flip our kayak, but um, we were fishing down in La Jolla. And oh, so you were, no joke, like you went out? Oh, we went out. Fuck that. We went out, we, we were going for yellowtail and sea bass, and we didn't get any that day, but man, on the way back, the current was going the opposite direction. It was blowing us back. It was howling like you know 50 miles an hour and you were doing a with the paddle paddle right? oh, that was, this was before man. hobie became popular yeah and we were paddling we couldn't i noticed, noticed that every time we stopped paddling we would drift back like 20 yards i'm like we were never gonna get anywhere and uh i was on my um cobra marauder um joe was in his uh malibu something and his brother had a uh a fishing dive or something something wide um his brother we we were paddling. We we're like, we can't stop, Joe. You got to keep up. You know, we're never gonna get back to the surf at the, at this rate. We're gonna keep getting blown out. So we're paddling. After a while, like, where the fuck is Mike? That's Joe's brother. Yeah. Where the hell is he? We couldn't find him. We got to the surf. We're like, where the hell is Mike? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. For a second, we're like panicking, you know, Joe was crying. I would be too. He was man. like tearing. I was like, "What the fuck? I, I, where's my brother?" You know, I was getting scared. I was like, "Okay, first thing we do, we gotta call. We gotta run to lifeguard." Yeah. Let him know. Let him know that hey, we we we, we had a guy with us, and we no longer see. Uh, we can no longer see him. Yeah. So they end up uh, sending the helicopter out, doing a search, and uh, after 15 minutes, Mike comes out like north north beach of uh, north of us. He was dragging the kayak and a paddle. We're like. Mike, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Where the fuck were you? Yeah, and he was he was distraught. You know, he was like, "I almost died." Oh my! God. I'm like, "What happened?" He rolled into the surf like north of us. He tumbled, uh-huh. and uh, he he was wearing waders. Oh my! He was God. stuck underneath the water. How did he get he, him off? I don't know how. He somehow got he somehow got back on the beach, but um, yeah, it was a yard sale. He lost uh, a All couple of my setups. Up. You know. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I don't care. I was more than happy. Yeah. Donating that to the, to the, to the ocean. Were you wearing life vest then? Oh yeah. I wore, I wore life vest. Okay. I always wear it. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not a great swimmer. Yeah. Um, but I, I would definitely wear my life vest. Especially, when you run in your boat, do you, do you wear it now? I wear it when I'm fishing on the beach. Okay. And I always tell Bobby like, yeah, we're going to get sketched right now. So let's put on the life vest. You know? think Bobby would have it on all the time. Fucking idiot. <laughs> he, he does. Nah, I'm just he 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 became uh, 
he was a different man after he flipped the boat. You, you know? knew him then. Oh, before he flipped the boat, we would get stupid. You know, we, we would we would fish in like inches of water. Oh and, my and, you know, God. Joe, Bobby, and I would get so stupid. It's more like bragging rights. Like, who's who can get shallower? We're stupid Fuck back then. That, dude. And you know, we we get our, get get ourselves caught a few times, and you know, we we pr- survived, and we don't learn our lesson. Did you ever break a trolling motor? No, never. No, I'm I'm not Evan Salvi. <laughs> <laughs> You'll run it right up that fucking thing, dude. Yeah. No, no. I've had I had a couple scares probably in the last like like recently like in the last six months where i'm like okay i'm way too fucking close fucking ride that shit right up the wave and over you and i'm like okay i should have learned my lesson listen to all these guys fucking flipping boats and shit you know and you just yeah you just gotta keep your head on a swivel yeah Uh, i mean it's it you know what you're getting yourself into you know yeah (laughs) um so when you and joe after the kayak thing you got into uh calico tournament fishing was that then um okay so we went kayak fishing and you know we're like you know let's go further out uh we fished dana point on all the all the all the boiler rocks over there i want to go further out i can tired of paddling so we end up getting our first boat together um uh, we got a parker 18 parker 18 footer center, center console. console okay and um this was like 2000 and 2009 was it 2000 2000 Maybe 11. Um, and then a couple months, it was Bastravaganza. Uh, Save on Tackle used to run a show called Bastravaganza. Yeah. And and um, we were at the show, and, and we, I, I ran to Bobby, Bobby Martinez. Um, and he was like, hey, Gary, what's up, man? And I'm like, hey, what's up, what's up? You know, like, what's you knew new? Bobby already from the boat? I knew Bobby from fishing uh, uh, on the Spitfire. Okay. Um, that's a story I can tell you later. <laughs> um, I don't think he even knows this story. Bobby doesn't know this I, story? I don't know. I don't think so. Shoot it out. Ah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this, this is how I met Bobby. Uh, it was a Western Outdoor News uh, fishing charter, uh, three-quarter day fishing on the Spitfire. And uh, the reason why I remember this day so well is because I caught my first yellowtail. Wow. Then. I was like you. I, I, you know, I, I was skunked with the yellow that I yeah. couldn't catch one. And yeah. the only time... He, the only place you can catch one was at the island back then. It was during the La Nina years. It yeah. was cold water current. There's nothing on the beach. Um, There's no yellows on the beach. So the only chance you get was really going out to the island. Mm-hmm. And Spitfire ran to the island pretty often. So we fished um, We fished on the Spitfire. And uh, I caught my first yellow, stoked, got on a Western Outdoor newspaper. You know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself on a, with a burger. So I had a burger in a midship on a boat. And I remember looking up the line, uh, looking up to the bow, and I see this Mexican dude with a long rod, wearing lo- wearing lokes and, and, and Dickie's shirt. Uh, he, you know, this gangster-looking dude. I was like, damn, this guy can really cast a jig. Yeah. I'm kind of intimidated. Should I yeah. go up and ask him? Yeah. I was holding my burger like, like a noob, you know, like just walking him. Hey, buddy, you know. Like, <laughs> no. Uh, so I walked up to I ended up, you know, getting up, some, get, getting some... Uh, um, I, I, I ended up walking up to him and I was like, Hey man, do you mind? I'm Garrett, by the way, do you mind telling me what kind of gear you're using? Cause I noticed you're casting your jig really far. And after like a few seconds, I noticed that, man, this guy's very approachable. Nice guy. You wouldn't think so, huh? By the looks. <laughs> he was, he was wearing his Dickie shirt. His, uh, his name was, he was wearing a, um, a, uh, it's like a button up blue button up shirt. Marina Del Rey anglers, a big calico in the back. And his name embroidered on his shirt, like super pro. Big Dick Bobby. Yeah. I was like, damn. It's very intimidating. You know, I'm a noob. Yeah, yeah. So I walked up to him and I was like, ah, hey, do you mind uh, you know, telling me what kind of gear you're using? Because I really would like to cast far, as far as you can. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no problem. I'm fishing this rod. Uh, I forgot what kind of ro- what rod it was. It was a nine foot rod at least. Yes. And he's like, oh, and this um, Trinidad, Shimano Trinidad 16. I was like, damn, that looks money. I'm going to save my, I'm going to save some money when i can to get one of these uh get one of these uh reels yeah well, you know later on and uh, from that point on um yeah he, he you know we would run into each other fishing on spitfire and uh it wasn't until years later we run into each other again and this was at save on uh no that was actually on a, a different trip okay it was on uh on the freedom we ran out to the cortez bank okay he caught a 50 pound yellow three days ago fuck big freaking yellow yeah uh, it was biting back then at the banks. Um, 
uh, those yellows are biting during that time. Mm-hmm. I believe it's during fall. So we went on the trip, and uh, on my trip, on the trip that we went on, um, Stu uh, Suenega, you know, you know this guy? I don't. Fishy dude. Um, he ended up catching a 50-pound yellow. It's the biggest freaking yellow I've seen hit the deck. Yeah. Um, so after the trip, you know, Bobby, uh, we, we, were dri- we were driving back home. We're all happy having a couple beers. And I, re- I was like, hey, Bobby, remember me, man? I fished with you on Spitfire years back. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I remember you. He's like, he was telling me like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm selling all my saltwater gear. I'm like, what's, what's going on? You just call all the fish while you're selling the gear. He's like, I'm getting to green bass fishing. You know, you know, so you ever heard of like swim bait fishing? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I do like Echo Park and stuff like that. He's like, what, you, you, you go to Echo Park? I'm like, yeah, it's, I, I live a couple miles from there. Yeah. He's like, I fish there all the time. I'm like, where do you live? He's like, I live in um, uh, Glassell Park. I'm like, oh, shit, you're not far from me. Okay. So, you know, you know, he, he's like, he's going to sell all his gear. I'm like, man, I wish I can buy all the gear. And fast forward a couple more years, that was Bass Travaganza, Save on Tackle. Okay. That's when, that's when um, we were, uh, Joe and I, we just got our boat a couple months back. And he was like, yeah, there's a tournament. He's like, uh, I, I, I remember asking him, I was like, hey, what is this SWBA thing? Mm-hmm. I never heard, I've never heard of it. And he's like, oh, yeah, you, these guys compete against bass for bass, for calicos and sand bass. I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love catching calicos, but I've never done it on, a, on my own boat. Yeah. He's like, well, if there's one tournament to do, this is a tournament. It's called the Calico Offshore Challenge, the CLC. And I'm like, ah, oh, let me walk up to EB and, and James and uh, end up, you know, we end up talking to them. And two months, uh, like a, about a, a day or two later, we end up signing up. Joe and I signed up. So it was because of Bobby. Yeah. That's how I got into tournament fishing. Wow, dude. That's fucking a great story. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I went off tangent like, everywhere. No, that's what we do here. I mean, yeah. that's not the fucking, the point of the podcast is to just shoot the shit, you know? Sure. Take another one, yeah. You know me, dude. Just can't hook my fucking leg with an axe blade again. <laughs> um, so you took that boat you guys had the center console to Catalina. We went to Clemente. That was my first time fishing Clemente. What, how was it? A new boat or an older boat? It's an older boat. Four we, stroke or two stroke? Four stroke. I, wow. I never owned the two stroke. I I was doing a lot of research. I noticed that a lot of two strokes had issues. Yeah. So I you know I told myself like, you know what four strokes seems like they were more reliable. And it, it, it is. I mean, I had that. I had a 115 Yamaha. I ran that thing all day, every day. And we went, we'd go to Kilimani and back, and it'll barely burn 35, 40 gallons of gas. Wow. Like on all day fishing the surf. And after a while, we were like, you know what? This boat is too, it's too slow. Really? It's just, it's just really. Well, our, our top speed was going like 34. It's we would load bad, the boat up. Bro. I go 30 in my little aluminum. Not when you're fishing saltwater, <laughs> you know, fucking, tournaments yeah. with all these guys that with fast boats, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, back then, like, no one really had fast boats like like as fast as now. Every like, back hey, then, like your new boat. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fa- how fast have you gone on your boat? Um, it, it's not a fast boat. It's uh, the, I think it tops out at fifty. That's fast, but it's a heavy boat. I didn't get that boat for speed. I got that boat to punch through, uh, chop. Yeah. yeah. And it does that, huh? Yep. I, I like it a lot. It's pretty smooth, huh? We were talking about boats. I've been on Benny's. You, Benny has the same boat as you? Yep, same boat. The only thing I didn't like is the seats in the back. You get fucking soaked. It depends. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those fold-up seats yeah, that you yeah. sit? I, my whole ass was wet. I think maybe it just was the day. I don't know. But, but I mean, it was an amazing boat. Like It, it fit four guys like nut, like no problem. Right. It fishes really well. Yeah. It fishes really well. It, well I mean, if you're coming back with... With a uh, with wind blowing from uh, north north to yeah, south, I mean you're gonna you're gonna get, gonna wet, get yeah. wet no matter no matter what. Especially you're running back from the island, mm-hmm. crossing that channel, Catalina Channel. You're gonna get wet if if it goes if it blows anything like 12, 15 knots. You're gonna get wet no matter yeah. if you're on a twenty seven foot or thirty foot. You're still gonna get wet. Yeah, yeah. You know, that wind's gonna blow spray in your face, especially in the back because you're catching the spray from the front. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's 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 a nice boat. I like it so far. Yeah. What did you have before that? Um, a Ranger Bahia 220. That was the 20 foot or 22 foot? 22. You 21 like, and a half. Why didn't you like that one? Um, I, I love that boat. I still think that boat's a great boat. How long did you have that for? Uh, five years. How many, how much hours did it have on it? 
a little over a thousand. Wow. I yeah, I was I'm one of those guys that I turn off my motor at whenever possible to keep the hours down. It's better for resale mm-hmm. and it's unnecessary to run the motor when you're fishing the kelp. Yeah. Unless you're fishing on the beach. Yeah. I'll keep that motor on at, at all times. <laughs> right? You learned that. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean I, I had Joe, you know, bucked off the bow a few times. Did and, you? <laughs> Uh, Bobby was out there at the backside of Catalina with Kenny, and he was like, I thought I was going to have to rescue you guys. Fuck, dude. You guys got in there deep, huh? Yeah. Um, so you went from the center console to the Bahia or no? Center console to Bahia, because we were tired. On the, on the center console, there wasn't this was any the Parker, storage room. Okay. There's no storage room. Yeah. You know, I like to take my gear on the boat. Yeah. I like to take everything. You know, yeah. I keep it very simple. I bring everything. Yeah. <laughs> right? So Makes, I yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to have to like fuss. Like, I don't have, I only have this bait. I only have one of these baits. Like, when they're biting on this, I need to have all those baits. Yes. So I bring everything on the boat. And, and, and on the center console, you don't have any hatches. You know, you can't store anything. You know, I love whalers. I love Bobby's boat, but there's no storage. Yeah, that's one. We have I to agree. store everything in, in a cooler. Yeah. You know, on the Parker, same thing. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to look into like bay boats. You know, they have a lot of st- hatches and they, they have a, fr- a nice deck. We can actually fish uh, cal- uh, uh, spotted bay bass on mm-hmm. it and fish even lakes. So it was like a good, it was a good um, trade off. Did you get the anglers? Yes. They took care of me really well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like those guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice boat to jump to from that to was Joe like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know what? It's, it's a very good deal for, for, for a new boat having a, a brand new 150 motor in the back. Um, I still think to this day, bang for the buck, um, the Ranger Bahia 220 is a great boat. They don't call it 220 anymore. They call it Ranger Bay 2200 or something yeah, like that. That's what Reyes has. Uh, no, no. What does Reyes um, have? 25? He has a 2360, which okay. is a different level. Um, the twenty, the Ranger Bay 2220, they call it 220. Okay. Um, it's a different hull. I, I believe there's a champion hull. Okay. Uh, Ranger ended up buying champ, the champion hull. And uh, they made it into Ranger. Okay. It's a great haul. Yeah. Light, you'll have, fast, huh? efficient. Look at, you're like a salesperson for Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you first started fishing the Catlico tournaments, how did that go? Uh, we were really green. I knew how to catch Calicos. Like I, I was good at catching Calicos on the sport boat. You know, when captains put you on fish, you know where to cast, current, the way the boat's shifting, things were like that. Were you into lures at the time too? Um, I was, but not. The not way, yeah. not in the way calico tournament anglers are. Yes. Then I realized, okay, I need to step up my game. You know, our first tournament, COC, Joe and I, we thought we were badass rolling in with five sledgehammers, you know, like three, six and a half inch big hammers. Like, we thought we were ready for yeah. a two-day tournament. Lo and behold, we're like, dude, within minutes, we're like, I'm running low on baits. Fuck. You dude. know, I had irons and stuff like that. We were yeah. running low on baits. We didn't know what, what to expect, you know, and we really had to... We had to learn quick, adapt quick Yeah. to fishing tournaments. Yeah. How did you guys do that first tournament? Did Not you place? Well. No. No. <laughs> no way. We were, we were giving high fives because we're, <laughs> we were fishing next to Piros Viejos. We didn't know who they yeah, were back then. Yeah. And those guys won a tournament that day. Wow. And he, they, those guys saw uh, Joe and I. We were high-fiving each other, like jumping up and down. Because Joe Net, I, I hooked up one fish. And it was a good three-and-a-half-pounder. Brought it into the boat. And it was like a group of fish, like just attacking that one bait. Joe got the net, scooped up three fish at a time. Fuck. We're like high fiving, and yeah. they thought we we got the tournament, but we end up only weighing like seventeen pounds. They weigh twenty five. That's the not same, bad, though. I mean, for your first tournament, spot. right? Um, I mean, I thought we were okay, but I don't think that's bad. It's you know we it, we, hey, we knew that my hey. first tournament I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> but i had a ringer i'm just fucking with no you. no you did great man you no. did great I, got, I took all bobby's secrets <laughs> um i think that's good though i said i mean you guys didn't know anyone like where people were giving you advice you kind of were going on your own instinct and you, instinct 17 yeah, was, pounds is fucking great well, to me a, i mean many that was the first time fishing Clemente on our own boat. We yeah. just got to pick the spot. Fucking, why not? Yeah, we ended up calling that spot Nick Cage. I'm not sure. It was a big old rock, and we just call it Nick Cage Rock because it was like the rock movie. So to this <laughs> day, we, we call it Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. And then uh, you fished with, how long did you fish with Joe for? Uh, for a few years, you know, on and off. Um, he, you know, he, he stopped fishing because he was uh, trying to study for an exam. 
uh, for, to become a customs broker. Um, um, so that's when Bobby and I, we, you know, we were, Bobby didn't have a partner, um, then and, and, um, well, his partner was kind of on and off. Um, so we're like, you know what you guys, you know, Bobby, you want to fish, you know, we will always fish together anyway, pre-fishing, yeah. fun fishing, whatever. It's a very natural t- progression. And Joe didn't have a, Joe was studying for the brokerage exam. So I was like, Hey Bob, you want to, you want to fish together? So like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So 2017, we fished together first year. Ended up getting AOI. Dude. <laughs> you know, it was like, okay. That's, that's good. That's uh, it was a nice, like fun fluke, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. The we, next year you did good too, right? The following year. Following year, yeah, we uh, we're getting uh, anguish of the year again <laughs> See, on, on yeah. different uh, SW, uh, SBS saltwater bass series. Yeah, yeah. So nice. Yeah. I mean, to this day, I I think Eric Ben uh, Eric Ben told us that uh, SW Bay history, we were the first three peat. Really? Yeah, first back to back to back tournaments. Wow, dude, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so we were we're pretty happy. Um, I I know I'm, I'm I'm very stoked to be able to. Experience and you do that. do you still freshwater fish at all? Not as often as I should. Um, I I, fr- I freshwater fish a lot before when I was doing a lot of surf fishing. Yeah. Um, my heart's always been saltwater. I don't know, I don't know what it is that drives me out to saltwater. I mean, I I think freshwater guys. I, I love what they do. You know, very very technical. I learned a lot of stuff from freshwater guys. So um, I should definitely be doing that more. Do you, I feel like for us that live in SoCal. I can go to the surf or I can go to fish calico and I can catch a lot of fish pretty quickly compared to if I go to a lake, maybe I'll catch five, you know, if I know what I'm really doing, depending on the day, like you got to be really good sometimes to get in there and do it where I feel like you got to be good at calico, but you you have that luck to catch all these dinks too. (laughs) Like I, I, I'm just a numbers guy. I'd rather catch more fish than, than big. I just like having fun. I'm like like you. Um, for me, I, I what's more important to me is that I, I pattern the fish. You know, I like to pattern fish. Even right now, when I'm fishing, I, I don't always go for the big fish. Um, I always try to figure out what they're on. And I would always throw everything else other than whatever my partner's throwing, I would throw everything else in my tackle box. Even if they're getting bit? Even if they're getting bit, just to okay. kind of prove a point, you know, I, I like to, I like to so you're pattern stubborn. the fish, not, not no, stubborn, but I would like to just, uh, <laughs> you know, prove a point, uh, like, um, like fish, like fish different baits. So make sure they only want that. And once yes. I, once I know that they want that, it's game on. Yeah, yeah. And tournament fishing wise, it's always, I guess, I'm always on tournament mode. You know, even like, when you're fun fishing. Yeah, I'm, I, I need to, I need to get off of that, and 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 go for, you know, I, I do want to start trophy fishing. Um, I don't have a lot of big, big fish under my belt, mm-hmm. but I, I do want to catch my first double digit, uh, Caligo or sand bass. Um, what do you think you got to do to do that though? Like what, what's the plan to get a double digit fish, a bigger bait? You got to, or, or get lucky, you know, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, I'm that's not, like, how do you aim for that? I mean, do you just got to always be fishing something big? I think so. I mean, yeah. you maximize your chance. You, you're gonna have a trade off, you know. You you want to you want to catch something big. You got to fish something big, you know. Yeah, I mean, elephants do eat peanuts, but uh, you have to put yourself in that situation where you want that one bite and not a lot of fish. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's just hard to do for me. It's like I got three kids, the wife building the fucking shit for her, and so it's like when I go out, I'm like, I'd love to focus on that, but I love catching fish to it. So it's kind of a give and take sometimes yeah, where I'm like... it's whatever makes you happy, right? Yeah, no, but I mean, it, it's a it's a toss-up because there's times where I'm like, fuck, I need to learn how to... Like crankbait. I hate throwing crankbaits. I know they get oh, bit. I love crankbait I hate. I love jerkbaits. I love jerk shad. I love plastics. I don't like throwing a crankbait. It's fucking boring to me, like, you know? But is it going to get bit and get a big fish? Probably. So I'm trying to make myself go out, throw the crankbait more. You know, I'm, Jeff Leafson told me, Bobby, you guys tell me, oh, fucking bounce it off the rocks. You just keep fuck. So I'm trying to make myself do stuff like that, too. When I go out, I go, okay, leave this here. Fucking don't take anything else. Like uh, when I first went with Charles Belnavis, uh, mm-hmm. swimbait fishing, he's yeah. like, two rods, jerkbait rod, swimbait rod. That's it. I'm like, fuck. All right. That's what I did, you know? So I mean... You gotta, you gotta, like you said, you gotta like throw the big bait. You have to throw something big. That's your goal this year. 
that's what I want to do. That's why, you know, I'm focusing, uh, I was talking to you about tuna fishing. You know, it's, it's a lot of time to catch a, yeah. a big tuna. Yeah. You know, Bobby and I, we've been so focused and on. And you want it off your boat probably too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. It's, it's, it's different from catching a, a, a big fish on a sport boat. You know, it's, it's, you want to catch it on your own boat. It just feels more gratifying, you know? No, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's like you're pulling, you're pulling it on your shit. Like you did everything yourself. Right. It's like when you make a lure or I, I make a rigs. Right. I catch right. something big on an a rig. I'm like, fuck yeah, I made this whole thing. That's a joy about fishing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's catching on your own gear. Yeah, for sure, man. Yep. Well, fucking thanks for coming on, dude, and hanging out. Um, let's shoot your sponsors because you're wearing them all right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> who, all right. Uh, uh, give some, uh, who, who are you sponsored by? Um, owner Hooks. Okay. Um, can't say enough about them. You know, name speaks for themselves. Yeah. Best Hooks. Um, Daiwa. Mm-hmm. They uh, they have some new gear coming out. They're going to review some uh, new gear in July. Stay tuned. I heard it's really good, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. Game changer. Yep. <laughs> Um, Demiki, Demiki Tackle. Um, as you guys know, uh, axe blades and vaults. If you guys haven't heard of them, definitely go to your local tackle shop. And There's pick one up. more he's not talking about too. You guys will hear about ah, <laughs> Nick. Um, uh, uh, Trailer Valley. Um, those guys have been the number one supporter uh, for Bobby and I since day one. And the um, podcast they helped with the fiftieth episode, and someone got a really cool. Uh, uh, trailer jack yeah, yeah yeah they make trailer jacks and, and trailer movers uh, yeah. if you have a trailer boat trailer uh rv trailer whatever kind of trailer in a tight spot um their their product really helps you move it efficiently yeah um lateral vision uh they have some really cool swag um they just came out with some fresh prints so check yeah. them out on lateralvisionbrand.com yeah um who else uh uh, uh mercury marine um, I have a V8 300 Verado in the back, and that thing really pushes the boat well and efficiently. So, yeah. Um, Angler's Marine, you know, those guys, you know, they, they'll set you up if you want to buy a boat, sell a boat. Yeah. And uh, Jordan at the uh, at the service team, you know, they're award-winning. They're good. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, thanks again for coming on and hanging out and talking surf a little bit. I'm sure we'll do another one. We did one previously, but... We were kind of intoxicated, and it didn't work out. It was uh, you could hear it. You could hear it. It was it was the one with Bobby. Uh, I think Cody, T. Everyone was. I was at the PCS show, but it, we got we had fun. Oh, we were I'm hanging like, out all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks again for coming on, Gary. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. On. No problem. <laughs>